Hello and welcome to Being Boss, episode number 60. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks Cloud Accounting. All right, you guys, today it's just me and Emily here. We're so excited to, we love our guests and we love interviewing experts, but we're also really excited to be just the two of us today. So we thought that we would talk about, and this is something that's been on my mind a lot lately, getting in a boss mindset. And I think that some of the parts of a boss mindset include inspiration, motivation, discipline, and action. So today I really want to talk about what those four things are and the differences between them. And and we'll be peppering in some like good action stuff too. So it won't just be all esoteric mindset stuff. We'll be giving you practical tips for doing the work. Get your business together. Get yourself into what you do and see it through. Being boss is hard. Blending work and life is messy. Making a dream job of your own isn't easy. But getting paid for it, becoming known for it, and finding purpose in it is so doable if you do the work. Being Boss is a podcast for creative entrepreneurs brought to you by Emily Thompson and Kathleen Shannon. Check out our archives at lovebeingboss.com. But first, I'm going to talk about the fact that we have rented a lot. Yes! (laughs) Yes, I love that... um book yacht has been on my to-do list lately. <laughs> just want to point that out. <laughs> I was looking at photos of it and I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I've never been on a yacht. I've been on a sailboat in Sayulita and it ran right. out of gas right. in the middle of the ocean. And so <laughs> I thought that like you could just lift up sails, right? And then get, get back to land. Not it's that a easy. Sailboat. Not that easy, apparently. <laughs> Um, so we had to have a little tugboat come and rescue us. But I've never but, been on a yacht, and it's going to make me feel like Beyonce. Yes, I um, I actually need to go buy some Beyonce clothes just so I like really get into it. Um, I need to start like a Pinterest board, like a yacht outfit Pinterest board, um, so that I can totally rock it in Miami. So, yeah, I guess we should clarify that we, we got the yacht for our Boom Boss vacation in Miami, which is going to be this April. And if you guys are interested in joining us, we still have plenty of room. I feel like every vacation, or at least the last vacation we did, because we've only had one before, it sold out really fast. And afterwards, people were like, oh my gosh, when's the next one? So um, go to lovebeingboss.com slash Miami. And we're super excited about the yacht because... Um, we're getting help from FreshBooks to pay for it. So FreshBooks is going to make us all feel like total bosses on the yacht. Yeah, um, cocktails and hors d'oeuvres and uh, under a full moon on a Friday night, cruising around around Miami on a yacht. Like I literally cannot think of anything I would rather do with all the bosses than hang out on a yacht. Period. And I think it's fun because, like, you and I would never rent a yacht together, just the two of us. Like, <laughs> I mean, I would, yeah. but I can't, can't. usually. <laughs> so I think what's cool about it is, like, we're almost all pooling together to be bosses together. Like, what a metaphor for uplifting each other. The tide right. rises together. We can all be mm-hmm. boss together. So anyway, FreshBooks is helping us make that happen. And I also am super stoked because I got an email from FreshBooks earlier last week 
saying Uh that they are redesigning. So I think it's going to be like a whole new design. It's going to be a lot more intuitive and visual. And I already feel like it's so intuitive and visual and easy to use for tracking my income and expenses and billing clients and receiving payment. So I don't know how they're going to make it even more, like even better. But that's what I love about FreshBooks is that they're constantly tapping their team to make things better. And they're actually listening to feedback from real customers. So I'm super stoked about the redesign. It should be coming out this summer. Um, and we're also talking to FreshBooks about going to Toronto in September. So um, I think we penciled in September 10th, if you guys want to save the date. It's not fully confirmed, but um, I think it's happening. So I'm probably talking about all this stuff too early. But anyway, FreshBooks, like we love partnering with them. And if you guys want to try a free trial of FreshBooks, just go to freshbooks.com slash beingboss and enter beingboss in the how did you hear about us section. And they'll give you access to a free trial. You'll get to see how awesome it is and go from there. Okay, enough about our yacht, though. (laughs) Let's get into this episode. So... I wanted to talk to you, Emily, and I feel like the winter months is a good time to talk about this because I think we're both feeling a little tired, if you will. I'm tired (laughs) and a little pissed and just overall feeling less than inspired. I just want to go get in bed with a cup of tea and sleep all day and probably not leave the house and become a little bit of a hermit. And We'll see. (laughs) Oh, man. It's all very dramatic. You need that Miami sunshine. And it's funny because I I never see you like this. I feel like you're always the like, pull them up by the bootstraps kind of girl. Oh, I'm still doing it. And that's, that's one of the things I'm excited about talking about today and this like difference between inspiration and motivation versus just getting shit done because sometimes you're not inspired you still just have to get shit done Um, and that's kind of where I am at the moment is I'm not inspired but I have things to do so I'm here doing it and it's good to go (laughs) so let's talk a little bit about inspiration what what is inspiration for you what does that look like what does it feel like when do you know that you're inspired and when do you know that you're not inspired Oh, that's a lot of good questions. Um, So inspiration, inspiration to me, or getting inspired for me comes from, comes from being out of the element of whatever it is that I'm doing. So, you know, if I'm trying to get inspired for a website, it's going to look at some good magazines in bed. Or if I'm trying to get inspired to write a blog post, I'm going to leave the house and go do something. Um, So for me, it's like getting out of the headspace of what it is that you're doing to just sort of live and and intake and output and all of the things like while mindfully like cultivating inspiration for whatever your task is. Um, So that's that's what it is kind of for me. It's 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 finding finding elements in all parts of life that you can bring back to the task at hand. Um, And that's where I usually find it. Um, Yeah, what were your other questions? There was like a bundle of questions there. (laughs) I don't remember part two. Can you think of a moment whenever you were like, this, I'm so inspired. And what did that feel like? Every time I pick up a Bon Appetit magazine. (laughs) 
every <laughs> single time. I swear, like the design of that magazine kills me in the best kind of way. Like, and it's it's constantly evolving. I've been a, a subscriber for a long time, so I've like watched a really good evolution of the design of this magazine. Um, and it's just like I don't know. They take great photographs. They use some like hand drawn elements paired with really amazing typography and these cool pops of color. Even though overall it's usually pretty monochromatic. I mean, it's really inspiring to me in terms of like design and considering that's what I do a lot of. Um, that's important to me. But also, I love to cook. Like cooking is one of my favorite hobbies. Um, whenever I'm not working, I'm usually trying to find something yummy to cook and cooking it and loving eating it. So Bon Appetit for me is a place where every time I pick up one of those magazines, I know I'm going to be hella inspired in terms of like photography and how I want to Instagram or design and the sort of things I want to, you know, create for my clients or for myself, as well as just things I want to cook and like have in my life and the smells and flavors I want to surround me. I love that. Yeah. I think looking at beautiful things is always inspiring. I agree. I agree. What about you? What What do you find inspiration in? Well, it's funny. For me, inspiration feels almost divine or spiritual. Um, so I'm probably going to get a little woo-woo here. Way to take it up a level, I'm take it up a level. It's <laughs> so, like obviously looking at, um, you know, like my – best friend's Instagram feed. She's super minimal and all of her stuff is beautiful. Like that inspires me to, um, to, you know, live a more simple, beautiful life. But I think that for me, inspiration is whenever I'm doing the work and something almost magical hits where I, I feel the urge to create something that is beyond me. Um, or it feels like easy, almost like, I guess inspiration to me feels the same as flow. Like whenever you're in a flow state and time is no longer a dimension and it doesn't matter and you can knock out something in 15 minutes that would normally take you two hours. Like for me, that's what inspiration feels like. But I find that what has been most inspiring to me lately is reading books. Um, anytime I read something that helps it inspires me to think new things. It inspires me to create new things. Also dinner parties or a coffee with a really great girlfriend and kind of hashing out some different ideas. Anything that forces me to think new thoughts is often inspiring. So I know that anytime I'm picking up my journal and I have to like write something down that really inspired me that day, like that's whenever I know I'm inspired is that I have to like track it. I have to write it down so I don't lose it. So I guess for me also inspiration is really fleeting and it's not something I rely on to do the work. It's kind of like the icing on top. So that's for me what inspiration is and that's what it looks and feels like. Nice. So I have a question about, well, I guess when do you feel the most inspired? I mean, I think I feel the most inspired probably whenever I've read something really amazing or I've had a really good conversation and it's like kind of that, that processing time afterwards that happens. Gotcha. It's probably whenever I feel the most inspired. So I think for me, that's why it's so important and that's why it's such a value and tenet and something that we're preaching in being boss is um, cultivating your creative pack. Right. And so 
getting FaceTime at events like Miami, or even, you know, it doesn't have to be an event like Miami, but I will tell you every time I travel, um, especially to connect with other creatives, I feel so inspired on a, on a really deep level. Um, so that's where I really do feel most inspired. Um, yeah, I think that's awesome. And, and I think traveling too, like you said, gets me out of my element on a grander scale. So like, I like to be inspired in small ways, um, where it's like I, I'm journaling something that feels exciting or like a new concept to me. Um, but I also get inspired, you know, yearly on these, these trips that I take and vacations and just seeing new things is so inspiring to me. So, yeah. I agree. Traveling to me is one of those times that I just relish an inspiration. Whenever we did our big road trip this summer, I um, I started an Evernote notebook and like put it in my quick links and all that jazz. And I mean, daily, every single day, multiple times a day, we'd just be driving down the road or, you know, walking through a forest or whatever. And things would come to me and I would like open up this Evernote and sort of, and start jotting things down. And, and it's still content and things both for life and also like newsletters and things like that, that I am still going back to and like garnishing information from. Um, because for me, travel is, is another one of those places where I am the most inspired because you're so far out of your element that you are just sort of in a different box. And you know, when you're sitting in, in your corner, like hustling it out constantly, your sources of inspiration start to decline. You're seeing the same things every day. You're talking to the same people every day. You're wearing the same things or eating the same things. Like, you know, inspiration, inspiration starts to decline. Whenever you can remove yourself from that box um, and go do other things, you're opening yourself up to numerous like, or innumerable <laughs> sources of, uh, of new inspiration. Um, so travel for me is the same thing. I think that um, getting out of your element, going new places, meeting new people, talking to new people and doing new things um, is just an insane source of inspiration. You know, something about what you were saying made me think about one time my husband and I um, rode our bikes down to like a local shindig that was happening whenever normally we would have driven. And so even within the realms of our own city, there is a sense of exploration, but a different change of pace because bikes are slower than cars. And I felt really connected to the road and all the things that I was seeing. And I was noticing houses that I had never noticed before. And that was really inspiring to me. So I think that there are little tiny things that you can do to open the channels for inspiration. But again, I think that there's a difference between inspiration and motivation and discipline. So let's move on to motivation. Um, because I think that it's easy to lump in inspiration with motivation or that you have to be inspired to be motivated or you, you know, but I don't think that that's the case at all. So let's talk about motivation. And what I really want to talk about is what motivates us to do the work. So what motivates you? Like, what are the motivating factors in your life? Sure. So goals are a huge <laughs> motivator for me. So and that's like, like family and business goals. Like, um, <laughs> right now, we need to get a new French drain for our house. So knowing that I have this goal to like, um, to start like bettering our house gives me motivation to do the work that I need to do to make my house cooler. Um, or, 
Or for me, a huge motivator is my kid. Like she's at an age right now where she's trying to figure out what really interests her and what it is that she, you know, wants to be doing all day. And, you know, if I were, if I had a day job and came home angry every day or, you know, wasn't here um, as often as I am, um, I don't know, that would be a different, or it wouldn't be the same motivating factor for me to go to work. Like I like for me, the motivation is Lily seeing me doing something that, um, that I create my own rules around, I guess, like my job is my job. (laughs) I think also for you with Lily seeing you, it holds you accountable to being a boss. Like you can't really slack off in the middle of the day and watch Netflix because you're trying (laughs) to instill a work ethic into (laughs) Lily. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, having her around certainly motivates me and and numerous ways. Um, and yeah, if I were to take a nap every day at noon, she'd probably just think I was a lazy ass and not actually getting <laughs> anything done, even though it's really what I want to do. And that's actually, maybe I should create a little napping area in my office and just close the door and tell them I'm on a phone call or something. It's not a bad idea. But um, yeah, so Lily is a huge motivator for me. F- having her see David and I, like especially the pair of us working together is really huge to me. Um working together harmoniously, um, as well as building a life together in a way that we choose so that we can do the things that we want to do, whether it be travel together, because we do have a lot of that coming up, or if it's just being able to take Thursday mornings off to like hang out downtown and go to the aquarium, like having, um, having these sort of life goals in place, having a kid watching me do it every step of the way, um, And, you know, what life is going to look like even after she goes off to college or whatever that looks like. Like, those are the things that motivate me. Goals motivate me. um, My family motivates me. um, And also, like, my own, like, (laughs) self-worth motivates me. Like, I know what I'm capable of. And even then, I want to do more. I want to continually prove to myself that I'm capable of more than what I'm already doing. Um, So those are some things that motivate me. What about you? Well, I mean, for sure goals. And for me, um, a lot of material things motivate me. And I'm starting to feel a shift in my life a little bit, probably because I'm completely comfortable. But for a long time, um, money is definitely a motivating factor. And it still is. Um, Because for practical reasons, like we have bills to pay. I want to retire. (laughs) That's that's a motivating factor for me. So yes, money's a good thing. You know, and, and being comfortable in your lifestyle. So that's definitely a motivating factor for me. Um, but then also beauty motivates me. And I feel like I'm always striving for beauty, whether that's in my house or the car that I drive or even the way that I look and feel. I just want, I just want to be surrounded by beauty. But also... Um, kind of for me, what motivates me are other people that I admire. So right now, especially, and I think I've mentioned this before, but comedians really motivate me to be, um, I know that like a lot of comedians are kind of sad people, but whenever I listen to comedians on podcasts, like they're always just so funny and there's like a... I want to say lightness, but I don't think that's it because sometimes their humor is really dark, but there's just like a levity to the way that they at least are presenting themselves. And I want more, like, I just want a lot of laughter in my life. And so like that sort of thing motivates me or it really holds me accountable to being the person I want to be is 
surrounding myself by people that motivate me um, to really be who I want to be. So like my friends motivate me, my family motivates me. Um, my husband obviously motivates me. I, I want to say that Fox motivates me. So my son, except that, um, I don't know, he motivates me to like definitely be a good mom and be a more patient person. But as far as like my career drive goes, I think I've always just had this like internal drive that doesn't need a lot of motivation. So I think also like um, my goals, like my life goals outside of work motivate me to work smarter and not harder, but that's a hard one to let go of. So I don't know. Like definitely just learning from other people motivates me or seeing how other people are living and being like, yes, I want more of that. Um, I also want to talk a little bit about kind of like positive reinforcement and negative reinforcement whenever it comes to motivation. So this is actually something that I learned in my coaching training with Martha Beck. And it's something that I do with my own clients, you know, when it comes to coaching them. I think that so many of us are used to punishing ourselves whenever we don't do something. But I think a really boss way to live is to reward yourself for doing a job well done, right? And I feel like that's kind of what we're doing with our boss vacations. We're rewarding ourselves and each other with a badass vacation for a job well done. Um, and I do it in little ways too. So what I would recommend to our listeners, and maybe I'll even upload the PDF to our newsletter list, um, which is like getting stuff done step by step and rewarding yourself along the way. Let's say you have a goal and it's to make a certain amount of money or maybe to like buy a new computer, for example, work backwards from that goal and look at all the things that need to happen for that goal to happen. I think that money is easy because it's easily measured, um, but maybe it's even something like launching a podcast or rebranding yourself or um, what are some other like tangible goals? I mean, metrics for me are huge in terms of, of motivation. I think, you know, newsletter subscribers, um, or, you know, getting the bounce rate of your website up, um, down actually. So let's like say those it's sorts like, of things too. let's say it's a newsletter. Like you want to have a badass newsletter and that's your end goal. Then working backwards from that goal. And so this is kind of like getting shit done step by step, working backwards from that goal. Like the very next thing to having an awesome newsletter is actually sending out the newsletter. And then that means before sending out the newsletter, you need to write the newsletter. And maybe before that, you need to figure out what your opt-in is. And before that, you need to figure out your hosting. Are you on MailChimp or Constant Contact or, you know, whatever it is. So there's lots of steps, right? And this is for anything. And um, you need to break the steps down. And then with each step, there's an action. So it might be researching different newsletter hosting um, creating an editorial calendar of content. Like these are all the steps along the way. And so in some ways it can be overwhelming because a newsletter seems like it should be really simple, but then you start to pick it apart step by step. And there's like a million different tasks. Like if only you guys could see our Asana task list for <laughs> launching our new being boss website. Lord, help us. <laughs> <laughs> But like probably what we should do in an Arasana, and this is what I do with my like physical to-do list and what I coach people to do is to reward yourself after you do each action step. Yeah. Why don't we have rewards here? We should start doing that. 
but it can be as simple. And like, I think that a lot of us um, feel like we need a lot of money to reward ourselves, but you really don't. Like, so some rewards. Sometimes I just need a piece of chocolate. Exactly. So like, <laughs> so if you actually break it down into your five senses, this is a really great way to think about rewarding yourself. And for me, this is a motivating factor. Um, even earlier today, I wanted to do a periscope and because I wanted to do it, I was like, okay, I'm going to reward myself by doing a periscope after I wrap up this client project. So it really motivated me to finish the client project by rewarding myself with a periscope session. So, um, but like little rewards along the way, what you can do is think about, so instead of punishing yourself for not doing something, the goal is to reward yourself for doing something. And a great way to do this is break it down into your five senses. So think about your favorite, um, your favorite smells. Like what do you love smelling? And then think about the favorite tastes. What do you love tasting? Um, what do you love to look at? What do you love to feel? Um, what sounds are amazing to you? So think about your five senses. And so for me, for example, a reward that might involve the sense of touch. <laughs> yeah, where are you going to go with that, Kathleen? <laughs> you couldn't even do that with a straight face. <laughs> I was going to say like maybe taking a bath with some Epsom salts. So that Perfect. might be a really good reward is like a hot bath or even um, like going to the sauna. Um, or, you know, like you said, eating a piece of chocolate that's not expensive. Um, something that for me, a way that I like rewarding myself is with flowers. Um, it's usually not very expensive. So if I am buying myself something as a reward, it might be under $10. So it might be getting some fresh flowers for my house. And that's a reward for a week well done. Um, a piece of chocolate for sure is a good one. Or like an awesome cup of coffee, which I, I reward myself after my workouts with an awesome cup of coffee. So like there are different things that you can do. So I would love it if you bosses out there would attach rewards to your to-do list where once you get something done, you reward yourself. And I think on like... It takes us back to our childhood and instead of negative reinforcement, we get positive reinforcement and we start to feel really good about doing things. Maybe I'm just a total hedonist and seek out pleasure all the time, but I like rewarding myself. I just do. No, I think that's perfect. I mean, there's certainly tactics that I use. Um, I mean, having a cocktail Friday at 5 p.m., (laughs) like, like those sorts of things, like you do those and that like, I don't know, that makes it all worth it. One of the things, um... One of the things I've been doing lately, I've been doing some um, wellness coaching with um, with Jason from Present Tense Fitness. He's awesome, dude. And um, we kind of realized that, you know, I was hustling so hard that I wasn't taking lunch. Like, it just mm. wasn't a thing that I was doing on a daily basis. I would get in here and I'd just, like, hustle things out. And, and we had to... <laughs> Had to talk about it because what the hell am I doing when, you know, people with nine to fives get lunch breaks, but I get to create a dreamy job for myself and I don't bother taking one myself. So, and not that lunch break is any kind of, um, any kind of reward. Um, it's just, that's like human rights, <laughs> but, um, it is one of those things where as entrepreneurs, we tend to like walk out of the self care factor in like the very basic sense because we're just hustling things out and we're getting shit done. Um, and, 
by attaching these rewards and being mindful of what it is that you could be doing for yourself to just sort of make your life better in little ways and reward yourself for what you're doing or simply be a good, responsible human being to yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, It's all very important and should certainly be a part of it. It's not hedonistic. It's like it's necessary. It's joyful. (laughs) Emily here, coming at you to talk about managing your schedule. One of the hardest things about being boss is how many people can be vying for your attention. From clients and customers to online buddies, real life friends and family, and more, scheduling time to focus on your work or yourself gets more and more important the more boss you get. Our friends at Acuity Scheduling are here to help you take back your calendar, giving you the functionality you need to easily block out times for focus and leaving time open for checking in with clients and friends with an easy-to-use interface that matches your actual schedule with available appointment times, making it impossible for your schedule to get hijacked by another meeting. Schedule clients without sacrificing your soul. Sign up for your free 60-day trial of Scheduling Sanity at acuityscheduling.com slash beingboss. Now, let's get back at it. All right, let's talk a little bit about discipline. I feel like that is such a huge topic. Like, people are always saying, I don't feel disciplined. I'm just not disciplined enough. What are your thoughts on discipline in general? I don't know how I can say any of this and come off as a barely nice person. Um, And maybe just take that out, Corey, but really. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I came from a... Well, no, a very well-disciplined family. So I knew from a very young age what manners looked like and I knew how to behave myself. And I was, I I knew, I knew that, I knew how to self-discipline because the last thing in the world you wanted was uh, my mother or my grandmother's evil eye because that shit's scary. Like <laughs> when they look at you like that, that shit is scary. So, so discipline for me came from a super young age uh, and to the point now where, you know, when I'm at Walmart or what, I don't even go to Walmart. Why did I, cause Walmart's where all the baby kids go. Um, whenever I'm out and I see these kids misbehaving, like it irks me on the most deep, sincere levels. Because if you don't get good discipline as a child, you are not going to be a well-disciplined adult, period. Because if you can't follow or if you don't have discipline from someone else, learning discipline from yourself is just not going to happen very easily. So some views on discipline is that it starts early um, and a grandmother's evil eye certainly assists. Um, But it is something where it has to... It has to be something where you discipline yourself um, as as an entrepreneur or as just a responsible human being, like being in someone else's business, um, being an employee for someone else requires some hardcore self-discipline too. And it does get kicked up a heavy notch whenever you decide to work for yourself. Um, and discipline is just, it's a choice. 
It is a choice to do what you have to do, even when you don't want to do it. Um, And that's the daily for any entrepreneur is doing stuff. Um, And most often it's things that you don't necessarily want to do um, unless you just have tons of money and can outsource everything, in which case high five, like that's, that's my dream. That's motivates me (laughs) a ton. This idea of just outsourcing everything so I can just read books all day. Um, so discipline is just necessary. Um, and it's one of those things where if you find yourself talking about a lack of discipline, you have little discipline because instead of talking about it, you should be doing shit. Basically. Hmm. Is that nice? Was that nice? Well, I just feel freaked out. Like, <laughs> what if I'm not disciplining Fox enough? Now I'm freaked out. Let me spend a little time with him. Come and I'll, over. Uh, Come I'll over. tell you. I'll tell you. And then I'll look at him because I also inherited the evil <laughs> eye. Like I have a very well-disciplined child. She has really great manners. Um, she also, she also, I think, is going to get the evil eye a little early. Like sometimes she kind of gives it back to me. And I'm like, dude, no. But really, like it's kind of there. <laughs> it's a little frightening. Well, so for me, discipline is committing to action or like, and I'm thinking of it much more in the entrepreneurial way and the mindset way versus necessarily growing up with manners and not being a total ass, which I'm now freaked out with my parenting decisions. Like I hope (laughs) I can only hope, like, I feel like my kid is probably the one that you're referring to in Walmart. Oh, no, I'm not even. at Whole Foods or anything. He's at Whole Foods instead of Walmart. Um, Perfect. No, but like, and he's two. So like, we're definitely going through a phase where I'm like, oh my God. Oh yeah. Two and three is just going to be held regardless, regardless. No, and and it's not even Fox. And I like what you say there though. Wait, what did you say? Well, that discipline is, discipline is committing to action. And so for me, it's like a way of, I think that discipline, just like I was saying about motivation, um, I feel like discipline is always viewed as kind of this like punishing, strict, hard thing. But for me, I like to think of discipline as a series of actions or habits that I am committed to. And so I think that my personality type is, well, I kind of have an addictive personality type, which I think also makes me really good at discipline just naturally. So, but I I have kind of wavered in that since having a baby. So I feel like it's given me more compassion for people who, um, where discipline doesn't come naturally. So, you know, I mean, I think it's easy for us to just say like, buckle up and do the work, but it it can be hard. So with that, I think that it's like kind of, Especially for entrepreneurs, we get to make our own rules. I think that discipline is giving ourselves the rules to live by. So that's for me what discipline is. I agree. And I'd like to edit that to like it's consistent commitment to Mm -hmm. doing the thing. I think – I think that self-discipline isn't just something that happens once and you're done. (laughs) Yeah, it's a constant practice. Yes, it is. It is. It's constant and it's not fun and it's not easy. Um, But it is a practice. No, that's a lie. It's not fun. 
it is fun. Sometimes it can be fun. Well, I think um, it becomes And it does fun. become easy. It, mm-hmm. it, well, it becomes easy for sure. And so it's not even a, a thing that you think of as not fun or not easy. Like I don't even think about it every day when I get up anymore. Like I simply get up and I have my routine and I get my shit done and I'm done. And it's not self-discipline. It's a routine that I don't think about anymore. Um, and I think that's just, that is where you have to get. So it is a practice. It's absolutely a practice. Um, and if you, you know, whether you started discipline as a practice when you were a baby or if it's something where you've had to teach yourself along the way, um, it is something that you do have to mindfully do until you don't have to mindfully do it anymore. So one of the things that I feel like I have a good discipline or good practice in is working out. And that's something that a lot of people might struggle with. And so for me, and it's simply putting on my shoes and going out the door and having it scheduled in my calendar. Like that's a huge thing for me. It's also a rule by which I live. I don't feel guilty for it. I just do it. Right. So I'm trying to think of things that I don't feel so disciplined in whenever it comes to like lately, it's kind of been doing the work. Like I feel like, and I am embarrassed admitting this to you because we're business partners now and we've got a big old website to do, (laughs) but I don't feel disciplined in like getting in Slack, for example. I'm not disciplined in going in there and checking off my tasks. And that's something that I would love to be more disciplined with. So do I just commit to opening, or I'm sorry, I said Slack, I meant Asana. Do I just commit to the consistent action of opening up my Asana, even if I know that not all the tasks are going to get done that day? Like what, what would you say? Like, how would you coach me through this, Emily? Sure. So I think it is taking the first step and opening Asana and seeing the lots of red little to-dos you have there. (laughs) (laughs) And because I do this, like my Asana, especially my India Asana on any given day, like I spend all my time in meetings these days. Like it's just a thing. Like every single day I feel like I leave the studio and I tell David like, well, I didn't get shit done today um, because I'm in a meeting all day long. But consistently, you know, the team is giving me to do so I'm right there with you um and so I'll open up my asana and I'm like holy shit cows like how did this happen um where I just have tons of to do's and half of them are red and the rest are green because they're due today um and what I do is I have to like I'll get out my notebook because I have this like thing with physical to do's and I will write down three things that I can do three just for the that day. Like I had, I, is what I, I had to, to do. do this today. Yes, I had to do it just today. And the three things on my to-do were work on a client website, um, um, design the Being Boss subscribe form for the new site, and to design the footer. Like those were the three things, and I got them all done. And so now I can have this meeting. I can leave the studio today and tell David, you know what? I actually got shit done today. <laughs> okay, so even if you have more stuff in your sauna, like you obviously you have more than three tasks in your sauna. Yeah, right? a lot. Like, because even recording <laughs> this was a task in a sauna. So yes. you have a lot more, but you're making a physical to do list. This is going to help me so much because I feel like because I have 10 tasks in Asana on any given day, plus emails that have not even made their way into Asana yet. Um, But I think the idea of, for me, I used to have a post-it system, but I felt like because I was in Asana and doing project management from Asana, that I wasn't being efficient by having a physical to-do list. But I'm going to start doing this starting tomorrow because I really do think it's going to help me get more disciplined in that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I have to, and I'm right there with you because like 
indie is one being boss is a whole other like side of asana that we have and they're both full of to-dos but even today like after I finished my three to-dos that I decided to take out of asana and put in my physical notebook I was able to go into asana then and do tons more little things that were just sort of waiting and easy to complete because a lot of them are really easy to complete just comments I need to read through so that I know something or just a quick reply to something to answer someone's questions um, so by doing those three things, I was freed up enough to go do lots of other things because I had accomplished the big three looming things. Um, and it left me plenty of room to go do all the other things as well. And I think that your team is really, I mean, we should have a whole other podcast episode on this, but, um, I think that your team is really good at putting everything in as a task. And it's a really good way that you guys stay in communication with each other. Whereas I'm sure my team is like, what the hell is Kathleen working on? Or, you know, (laughs) what is it that she needs me to do? Because I don't put every little thing in there. And, um, but I think it's a really smart way, especially if you have a team to work. I think that if you're a solopreneur, you don't necessarily need to put every tiny task in a sauna. Um, because there's some things that you just get done and check off your list without even having to put it on a list. Definitely. What about, is there anything that you struggle in that you feel like you wish that you were more disciplined with? Ooh. Um... I mean, I know you're perfect, but come on. Right, I know. I'm having a really hard time thinking of somewhere where I could where I could be better. Um, no, I think working out is one of mine. Like I, um, I'm working on a daily yoga practice that right now is about four days a week. Um, and so, like, I that's obviously something I'm working my way up to the to the seven days a week daily yoga practice. Um, so that's an area that I have been working on very mindfully lately. Um, I, I wish I could like make myself shower every day like a like a regular adult. That's something that um, <laughs> that I kind like air quotation struggle with because it's not actually a struggle. I don't really care. But very often, David's like, "Let's go get dinner." And I'm like, "David, I haven't showered in two days. I'm not leaving the house." <laughs> um, so personal hygiene apparently is <laughs> a place where I'm lacking some some, <laughs> some self discipline. Um, I think. I think for, well, in these winter blues are killing me these days, but like I'm having a hard time just like, I think just sort of being happy where I am. And like, I spend a lot of time like almost berating myself for not being happier to be where I am these days. Um, And that's, that's the self-discipline too. Like being happy in the moment is something where you have to like commit to feeling a way even when there's not things there actively making you feel that way. So um, I've been like coaching myself through some winter blues pretty hardcore. Um, can, but, can we talk about that for a second? Absolutely. Because I'm in the same boat a little bit. And Dude, I'm depressed as shit. I mean, I feel like I'm always like <laughs> low level, like borderline. <laughs> right? Well, and – And I don't yeah. – I, I think that it's like – I think it's a – thing that a lot of entrepreneurs have in common. I think that a lot of us are used to comparing ourselves to other people. And I know that comparison is a thief of joy, but comparison for me, like I was saying earlier about motivation, comparison, looking at how other people are living and doing motivates me, but it can also kind of be a thief of joy because I'll start to see things that other people have that I don't have that I want and I'll get depressed 
um, or things won't go the way that I expect or want them to go and I'll get depressed. And I think that that's, uh, that's something that a lot of us struggle with. So yeah, let's talk about that for a second. And for me, so I just signed up for, um, Carolyn Elliott's course influence on yeah. practical magic. Me too. And I'm stoked. Me too. And one of the things that I was inspired about by it is that like, I am over self-help. Like, I just feel yeah. like I am therapied out. I am coached out. I am reading all the books out. Like, I just want to live my life. And one of the things that I really liked about Carolyn Elliott's course, even though now I'm taking another course, is that I really <laughs> feel like she owns it. Like, I feel like she kind of owns the darker side of the human experience. And I feel like whenever you can own it, you have more power over it or Rather, it has less power over you. So that's what I'm really excited about. And so I wonder if there's like a, and it's hard to say, like, obviously, whenever you're depressed for me to go like, Emily, can you just own that feeling? <laughs> but kind of. I do. Every day. No, I, I really do. So I feel the same way about this influence thing. I, um, And there's been a couple of ways that I've been trying to work through my winter blues. I'm like, I don't know. I'm really trying hard not to go the medicated route, um, though it's a thing in my family where I'll be very surprised if I get very far without needing it. Um, so it's been just a very mindful journey for me. Um, and this winter has been pretty hard. It hasn't been the hardest one I've experienced. Um, a couple of years ago when we lived in the mountains, I like got really hardcore. Like, what is it called? Seasonal affective disorder or whatever they call it. Um so I've been um, I've been journaling a lot. Um, I did um, Erica Midkiff's Explorer Challenge in um, in January and totally loved it. Journaling something I've done off and on my entire life and in weird different ways. Um, and this has really helped me sort of find a nice like groove and just journaling. And I find that that has helped me a lot. And whenever I'm having like darker days, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll um, I'll journal like twice, like once in the morning, once in the evening, just sort of getting it all out. I feel like that to me is some really good therapy. Because um, I was telling David the other day, I was like, I feel like I need a therapist. Like I just need someone to bitch at, like someone that I can pay just to like let all the things out that I need to. And then I realized that's what my journal is for. Um, <laughs> I, so, I have one, like I spent last week just crying for a solid hour in your office. Yeah. Well, see, and that's exactly what I would do. Like I know I would probably just walk in and start crying, <laughs> period. Like I probably wouldn't even say anything. It would just, it would just go. So, um, so I've been journaling a lot and that's been really helpful for me. Um, and I agree with, with taking Carolyn's um, influence course because I also, believe in like the darker side of the human experience and I do feel that um that by embracing that and like I don't know melding that with the light part that like I want to show everyone but like Mm -hmm. I'm scared to show them the dark like here's all of it guys (laughs) um and I'm really excited about taking this because it's it seems like and apparently to both of us that's something that um that it will help us do sort of I don't know intertwine the two so we can be more truly ourselves and get out of this rut. Oh, but circling back around to like what <laughs> motivates us earlier, I was saying it used to be kind of more of the material things, but as I'm gaining more financial success and I have all the things I could really truly want, the things that really motivate me now are actually on a more spiritual level. And so really wanting to tap into that, um, I, I'm motivated by it. I'm inspired by it. But I, that's something that I want to be a little bit more disciplined in is 
taking time to tend to my soul and my spirit. So that's been, uh, that was a motivating factor for taking this course. Um, and I, I love that you're journaling and it's something that <laughs> I know whenever I'm journaling, I feel better in general. And then I'm starting to feel down and I'm like, oh, I wish I could just get out of this, but I refuse to journal. And I'm like, (laughs) well, that's kind of like meditating and like all the things I completely agree. And I mean, I've dabbled in all of it a lot, especially over the past probably two or three months. Um, And, you know, we get to talk to so many cool people and they're all like, work out every day and meditate every day and like do what you love and all the all that jazzy stuff. Um, I mean, I think everyone has their own flow. Everyone has their own flow of like inspiration and motivation and the things that help them do the work and um and like inspired or not, sometimes you just do the work. And I feel like that's where that's where I've been. There, there are ebbs and flows to everything. Like I think that, you know, seasons like winter is not my jam. And so it's just like right now I'm like hunkered down. I'm doing the work. I'm like knocking out those tasks. We're launching a website. Um, I am doing lots of yoga, you know, in the bedroom and just those sorts of things. Like this is not my like shining time of year, but it is a time of year that I'm totally working on me a lot. Like I'm journaling and David and I are chatting a lot and I'm reading books because I'm done looking at screens. Like (laughs) working online is killing me these days. Um, But, but it's very like, inward facing like just getting my own shit done and just sort of being who I am and dealing with who I am um so that this spring I can blossom and be a beautiful flower <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that goes um I but yeah to, I think oh. mm-hmm. well earlier oh, no, I, you were talking mm. <laughs> go. no you go I don't hear what I was saying I'm sorry Okay, so earlier you were talking about wanting to be more disciplined in working out. So you're doing this yoga practice. And I wanted to highlight that a little bit because I recently worked with a client who was really feeling like she just needed more discipline and I'm not disciplined enough and really like, you know, flogging herself for not being disciplined enough. Okay, I never know if the word flogging is like... Means, you used it correctly. Does it mean... Okay, because I, th- yes. I thought it might mean the same thing as like... <laughs> Sexing, sexing in like the UK. Oh, isn't that a word? Bugger. No, know. they say bugger, but like bugger <laughs> off. I always get bugger off and like flogging. Like who gave up? Who gave us a podcast? Like, I never. Like, I always wonder who like, did that. Does flogging mean <laughs> masturbation? So anyway, she was <laughs> maybe I don't know. She was flogging herself. <laughs> It took it to a whole she other may place. or may not have been flogging herself for not being disciplined enough. And so one of the ways that we were able to reframe it was to just try this, replace the word discipline with practice. And I think what that does is it allows us to Ooh. make mistakes and to fail. Yeah. So like if you're practicing yoga and you get into a warrior three, if you fall down, it's no big deal. You're not going to be like, oh, I'm not disciplined enough. You're going to say, I'm still practicing. So I'm going to practice getting into asana and having a better to-do list. You're going to practice some yoga. Right. We're going to practice being happier. Right. It's all good. It is all good. It is all good. And I think, I think that's, I think that's part of, 
Actually, let's circle this back around to inspiration, because as I've been working through my winter blues um, and just hunker down and work, one of the things that one of the things that keeps me going, keeps me motivated and like I draw inspiration from is just knowing that this isn't as good as it gets. And like, mm. I think that's something. That Amen. People, right? Like I'm feeling it that. Has, <laughs> good. It has been better and it will be better. It's just the ebbs and flows. Like you just got to roll with it. Um, and when it's down, just hunger down and get it done and when it's up enjoy the hell out of it um but you know what else is cool like i can't mm -hmm. wait to be on that yacht in miami i know and to even then even then be able to say this isn't as good as it gets like having that hope that life is always going to like not waiting for the other shoe to drop it keep keeping the faith really that life is going to continue to deliver and be awesome and of course, like there are going to be the days that are shit, but either way, this, this isn't the best that there is. Like it'll just keep getting better or maybe, yep. or maybe no, this no. is the best that there is. No, this is not the best there is. <laughs> shit. Shit's going to get better. Uh, I can go, I can go make a bowl of ice cream right now and it'll get better. Um, like there, there are always things that you can do that will, that will make things better. I think that's. I don't know. I think that's just sort of my lesson these days is like I'm in it and it's fine and like it will keep going. Um, breathing has been something I've had to practice a lot lately. And it's something that, you know, came to me recently that I just not I'm not breathing well, like I'm breathing very shallowly um, and I'm not like filling my lungs well and I'm not getting the air out well. And so that's something that like a couple times every day, I literally have to stop myself and just like take a couple of deep breaths. Like I think like little things like that. Um, I mean, it makes me feel better, but little things like that can, can just sort of slowly improve if you're having a down day or a down week or a down quarter, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever it may be. Um, things will look up. So either looking back, seeing, um, just seeing the things that you've done and sort of drawing inspiration from that or, you know, being motivated by the things you plan to do in the future. Um, but all together, also being in the moment now, taking a deep breath, some self-discipline in yourself, and getting shit done. So it's funny that you mentioned breathing because to be inspired, I think that the root of that word is to breathe or like to Shut breathe up. in spirit. I'm serious. Like I remember learning that in yoga one time. And our friend Tish Tate, um, who is at Being Boss Nola, beautiful person. Yeah, she's coming back to Miami and will be yes. leading us through some breathing. And there is nothing like breathing that helps move some shit out of your system. Amen. It's amazing. So I think that um, breath is something that is it's such an easy tool. It's so easy, in fact, that we can take it for granted. But that is a really great way to move some energy and to literally get inspired, just to breathe it in. Yeah. Oh, good. I like that we brought that full circle like that. We're good. All right. Well, it's been great chatting with you today. I feel really good about this. It's been good chatting with you today. I, I missed doing this mm, with me you. Me too. And we're going to be bringing back the minisodes. So yes. um, in those minisodes, it'll be you and I chatting. And we'll be doing a lot more um, listener questions, so Q&As. And I love to be able to find a way where we can actually like, even call up a listener on Skype and have Ooh. them ask the question. And then, you know what I mean? So it's like a yeah. Q&A over 
So I'll start organizing that. I'll put that on the to-do list. <laughs> I was like, won't you knock some things off? But it might be, I'm going to Mexico in a couple of weeks. So it might be actually after Mexico. Oh, there we go. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. Thanks, Kathleen. Thank you for listening to Being Boss. Find show notes for this episode at lovebeingboss.com. Listen to past episodes and subscribe to new episodes on our website, on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. Did you like this episode? Head on over to our Facebook group by searching Being Boss on Facebook and join in on the conversation with other bosses or share it with a friend. Do the work, be boss, and we'll see you next week. Today is just oh, me and shit. Emily here. Get away from that. That's Is it too loud? <laughs> okay, hang on. How's this? Is that too loud? No, that's much better. <laughs> okay. You just scared the hell out of me. <laughs> okay. I know. You, you well, may continue. <laughs> here, let me see if my sound is peaking. I think that's – is that good? Is that yes. okay? Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. Do it again. Do over.